đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Hello guys, welcome to this week of Team Cat Home, my radio today. Well, Martin Luther King's to Martin, happy Martin Luther King's Day, guys. Honoring Martin Luther King's 99th birthday, guys. And hope you guys are enjoying your day off tomorrow. Some of you guys who are in high school, elementary school, or whatever. You guys are going back to school. <laughs> oh, not really. I have to be back to school. I have to be back to school on Wednesday, so... It's no big. It's no big deal. I will be doing podcasts on Friday as well, so it's no big, no big deal on that. And we're gonna go straight to our news day. And we have we have this is the eighteenth um, counting down eighteenth day on the before the Olympics starts on uh, February on February fourth, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And we're gonna and let's get to the news. So four people. Are convicted over the 2019 illegal assembly, but a court questioned police handling of evidence. What do we have? What do we have? So Hong Kong court has convicted four p- protesters of taking part of an illegal sim- illegal assembly near the Sha Tin police station three years ago, but acquitted the defendants of other charges after the judge questioned the way police handled evidence. A total of seven people were accused of taking part in the illegal assembly outside of Sha Tin Police Station on August 12, 2019. Possessed walkie-talkies without a license. I don't know why would you need that since it's personal property, so you can hold on whatever you want. We don't have that kind of law here. Possessing in offensive weapons in public places. I guess some, like, I guess some mask or some hat, some clothing, maybe some, maybe a sign or something, or maybe, maybe a laser or whatever. I guess, or speakers. Or microphones, or even big banners. I guess that's a weapon. Or assaulting a police officer. The weapons were in question. Were I knew it. Laser pointers. Why not? <laughs> Why not? The person that were in there were Alkawa, Li Chi Ho, Yip Sing Fu, Choi Sing Chi, Anson Ho, and Lam Kai Wai. Appeared in the front of the magistrate Stephanie Choi at the Kowloon City Magistrate Court on Friday. Another defense in the case pleaded guilty to participating in a legal assembly last year and was sentenced to four months and two weeks in prison last July. Each of them each of them are convicted but some of them but most of them are equ- are acquitted. Only two of them are acquitted. Alkawa was convicted for participating in the illegal assembly, but he was acquitted but that per but the person was acquitted. I don't know if it's he or she. I don't know. Possessing a walkie-talkie without a license, acquitted possessing laser pointers, and acquitted of assaulting a police officer. That's the only person that got only like th- three acquitted. So he found Lee not guilty after ruling that the police officers, who was a fifth persecution witness, did not have a considerable understanding of Lee's to identify the defendant from the video clip. The magistrate also 
said that there were multiple con- contradictions in the police testimonies as the direction of Lee's escape route. Thus, the court could not rely on the officer's testimony in court. Twitter also acquitted Lam of taking the illegal assembly on the grounds that they were in soluble con- contradiction between a view clip and a testimony of a prosecution ninth and tenth witness, both police officers involved in Lam's arrest. While the ninth witness claimed that the pair were the only police officers were at the scene of the arrest and the video presented in court shows that the four police officers that there were four police officers instead of two, the magistrate said. The tenth witness also claimed that the two laser points were found in the in the trousers pocket of Lam after she searched, and that the laser pointer were put inside the defendant's backpack and carried by officers. Which is stupid. However, the magistrate said the clip showed that the defendant was not searched at the scene of the arrest and that Lam was one was the one carrying the backpack after she was arrested. Protests erupted in June 2019, if you guys don't know, over the now, now since withdrawn and act or axed extradition bill. They escalated into sometimes violent displays of dissent against police behavior amidst call for democracy and anger over over Beijing's encroachment. Protesters demand an independent probe into police misconduct, amnesty for those arrested, and hold the characterization of protests as riots. The magistrate also found the three defendants charged with allegedly possessing a walkie-talkie without a license or laser pointers not guilty after questioning whether the police handling the evidence was appropriate or whether the evidence chain was intact. During the trial, the prosecution's 15th witness, the police officers in charge of handling the evidence admits that a new yellow label has been filed in for the case where the old label, which contained details of where and when the evidence was collected, was broken. The label also contained signature of the police of, of the police officer who collected the evidence. The prosecution witness also admitted that an old label was thrown away and that there were faults in how evidence in the case was handled. The magistrate ruled on Friday that the court cannot reliably accept evidence handled in such a manner that she thought she was already and repairable doubts in the charges. As for all charge of assaulting a police officer, the magistrate said there might be a possibility the police officer's chin was injured by how the helmet was worn. She said that even if the injury was caused by all, it's possible that he injured the police officer accidentally while trying to maintain balance as he fell to the ground. As an answer of judgment, Toy ordered the four convicted defendants to be reprimanded in custody for two weeks while awaiting sentencing and reject all four of the defendants' bail applications. People in the people's in the public gallery waved at the defense that they step away from the docks, and the woman burst into burst into te- burst into tears in the courtroom and had comforted by others after the se- court session ended. All Yip Toy and Ho will appeared in court again on January twenty eighth, which is just next week. Not a shocker, actually. And there, I'm gonna be read. Every one of the conviction out because why not? This is for you guys' videos anyway. It's for you guys' podcast, and I give you guys news at least Monday and Friday. Ex student jailed for almost eight years for slashing a policeman's neck at a 2019 Hong Kong protest. The high courts, yes, one of the highest courts, has sentenced a 21-year-old man to 7 years and 9 months behind bars 
after he admitted to slashing a policeman's neck during a protest in Guangdong in 2019. Judge Andrew Chan handed the prison term to Hui Timlik on Monday after the defendants, which is just a, at least in Hong Kong, is now Tuesday for us, it's Monday. After the defendants plead guilty last week to one count of wounding with intent, and then secondary six students were said to have jabbed a box cutter into the police sergeant's Wesley Lung on a footbridge leading to the APM mall on, on October 13, 2019. This all took place as some 30 officers were walking toward the shopping center after inspecting the MTR station. Hui suddenly ran up to the group from behind and cut right in the side of the neck, uh, side of Lung's neck with a sharp object. The officer began to bleed profusely from from a 3.5 centimeter long wound on his neck and that injured, that in, that injured his vocal cords permanently, the court heard. According, according to local media, Hui, who was 18 at the time of the offense, was originally charged with attempted murder. To which he is planned not guilty, he admitted to an alternative charge of wounding with intent and prosecutors decided not to pursue an original charge but kept it on the court file instead. When Hui entered his plea last Tuesday, Hui said he had made a big mistake owing to his immaturity and foolishness. The defense cited a psychiatric, a psychiatrist report saying that the defense had autism spectrum disorder causing him to have weak, weak self-control and to be easily swayed by actions of others. But the argument was rejected by the court, which said, said letters from Hui's teachers and girlfriends showed that he was, he was normal and not someone who breached the law due to his emotional state. On the day of Hui's offense, Hong Kong saw lengthy clashes between protesters and police in various districts, including Guangdong, Sating, Chinwan. Some protesters also blocked roads and vandalized shops. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly and it's pretty nuts. And what else can we say? What what other charges do we have? Well, Hong Kong teenagers plead guilty over seditious leaf with advocating independence. I don't know why would you charge them that. It's just it's just freaking dumb. I don't know if this news was Yeah, it's on today. It's perfect. A Hong Kong teenager has pleaded guilty to aspiring to print, publish, distribute, display, or reproduce seditious publication under the colonial era law over the over the leafless African the city's independence. Wong Chun Wai, a 17-year-old secondar- secondary school student, appeared in front of Judge Kwok Wai King at the district court on Monday along Chloe Cho, a clerk at the Hong Kong Institute of Vocational Education, Chow who pleaded guilty at the same charge. According to the prosecution, leafless contained messages advocating for Hong Kong independence and urging Hong Kong people to build to establish an independent, sovereign state, regaining dominant power and build an army, which is not gonna, ha- which obviously that is not gonna happen. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna be suppressed as fast as you can say anything. Faster you can even say June fourth. So, the summary of facts agreed by both defendants, saying the effort which featured the sentence promoting a federal republic of Hong Kong and urged people to resist communization, which is basically communism, basically. According to the prosecution, the pair met at the event held at Mong Kok Gao Wu Ching, which is the Mong Kok shopping group in May 2020, which is when the coronavirus began spurred and protests began to rise up higher. Chou, who was 45 at the time, 
time of her persecution, asked Wang to help design the leaflets, which is distributed at Causeway Center in Wangjai on December 11, 2020. Charles and Wang were arrested in June last year. The clerk was reprimanded in custody, while Wang was granted bail last August. Before the two defendants plead guilty, the persecution and the defendants disputed the basis of the charge. Hong Kong's seditious law, which falls under the crime ordinance, is different to be is different to the Beijing Imposed National Security Law, which criminalizes subversion, secession, and collusion with foreign powers and terrorist acts. The sedition charge was last amended in 1972 under the pro- when the state was under, uh, under at the time was under British colonial rule. The persecution argued that the leaf was found under four limbs of legislation regarding seditious publication. While the defense said the accused had only agreed to plead guilty after seeing that the charge did not include four intentions, namely there was any intention to cite violence. Stephen Kwan, who who represented Chol, argued that the four limbs of the law should be re- should be read in a disjunctive manner. I must first take first take great exception to the way the prosecutor just before the plea seek to change the basis of charge, which is what said by Stephen Kwan. He argued the indictment rules were important not only because they were informing defense of the nature of the offense, but to tie down the persecution to its case so it cannot be moved to its goalposts. This is what's happening in the courtroom. Even up to today, no application to amend the charges has been made, which is what Kwan said. After the defense pled guilty, Kwan ordered a Newton hearing to determine the particular of the offense. New hearing occurs when an accused did not agree with all or part of the persecution facts after hearing evidence from both parties, the judge alone decides the facts. Senior public, uh, public persecutor Karen M argued the Chinese text of the leaflet should be should be read in context along with the Bonnier design. The leaflet asked Hong Kong to build an army, which is which was to use force. M said, "The meaning is more apparent when we look at the Bonnier design. Not only." Not only is the body design withered, more more importantly, when we look at the body design, there are red paint on it. Said said. Mm. said that won't admit in the video that the red paint represented blood. Reading the lipid design in the context and to get and together is to incite people to use violence or to use force against the PRC or the Hong Kong government. Said. In response, Kwan said the so-called interpretation put upon these two pages by the persecution is nothing more than an imagination. Kwan said, while leaflets was to incite procure alter- altercation otherwise by unlawful means, it does not necessarily import notions of violence, and it features no word directly referring to, to the use of violence. After hearing from the persecution and the defense, as well as a mitigation statement from both defense counsels, Kwan adjourned the case to January 31st, when he will hand down sentencing and ask for a decision on a particular offense. The judge also ordered that one remained in custody until sentencing and rejecting the bail application from Cho. Why not? Why not? Why would it be a surprise anyway? And there's few, there's so much charges that I can just go through. I'm going through every one of them, hopefully. Hong Kong court jailed seven for up to 40 months for rioting during the 2019 uh, Poly U protest. Poly U siege. Nine people have been sentenced after being convicted of rioting 
at the Hong Kong Polytechnic University, or PolyU, during the 2019 protests and unrest. Seven has been, has been jailed for up to three years and four months in prison, while the two were being sent to training center. If that can, if that's going to go over well. Handling down the sentences on Saturday, District Court District Court Judge Jose, Jose Alam said the defendants between the age of 20 and 29 had chosen the wrong way to express their hope for a change in society. Some defendants, including Nelson Chan, Kong Ken Tong, Wong Si Chi, Long Ka Seng, Zheng Xin Yi, Tang Kam Lok, and Jim Lum Hung. Were, were jailed for between 38 to 40 months each. The two other defendants, Chang Ting Kwan and Chang Guok Wai, who were, who were 17 and 18 respectively at the time of the offense, were sent to training centers where the minimum period of detention is 6 months and the maximum would be 3 years, which is very less, but still crazy nonetheless. The group was found was was found guilty last month of riding near the Poly U in home home in November November eighteen twenty nineteen. The university siege, which occurred during the during the heights of the twenty nineteen protests, saw protesters and and riot police clash and intense standoff that last nearly two weeks, and made headlines worldwide. Thousands of young protesters, many under eighteen, barricaded themselves within within the numerous walls surrounded by police at all exits. Some patrol the outskirts, hurling firebombs and shooting arrows at, poli- at riot police outside, who responded with tear gas, water cannons, and pepper bullets, and arrested anyone who tried to escape. The chaos left more than 300 people hospitalized and over over 1,300 arrested. Addressing the court, Lam said that the riot, uh, riot in question took place at the Gascoigne Road and Yamate, where protesters allegedly hurled petrol bombs toward the police cordon. Officers began their clearance operation at 1.15 p.m. and by 1.33 p.m. the the protesters had largely moved on. Lam said the gear that the gear the defendants were wearing suggested that they had come prepared, perhaps said the riots was was small in scale and lack of comprehensive planning and besides some fire sets on the road and plant pots. Yes, some of them are in plant pots. I don't know why, but that's how it is. There are no significant property damage or injuries to the police officers. However, he said the deterrent sentence was needed as riding is a serious crime regardless of the scale of the incident. But the court should refrain from an overly heavy sentence, otherwise it might create a crushing effect on the youth who after all needs to enter society ultimately, Lam said. The judge took sentencing starting point of 42 months, adding two months for Chan Tingguan, who Lam said played a leadership role in Chang Xingyi, who lit a fire before running away. Taking into account the fact that none of the defendants had criminal history, Lam reduced all sentences to four by four months. Pretty short. Of course, right? Of course, why wouldn't it be long? And as you end, so over the months, university university campuses became doing that part of the protest over that month at the time. University campuses emerged as a flashpoint for clashes between protesters, many more students, and police, 
a week before the polio occupation, violent protests broke out at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, CUHK, and, and Sateng, where the protesters attempted to paralyze a major expressway by hurling objects and petrol bombs to obstruct traffic. In October last year, five former CUHK students were sentenced to close to five years in prison after they were convicted of rioting. The district court likened the scene of a standoff to a war zone. Some 10,200 10, people were arrested in relations of the 2019 protests. The demonstration disappeared from the streets in 20, 2020, which is just two years ago, due to the COVID-19 due to the COVID-19 social distancing measures and the national security law, which probably criminalizes anything from from subversion and collusion with foreign powers. The charges could be either bogus or it could be short. It depends on who you ask of the legal scholars. I don't don't ask me because I don't know. Those things leave up to the judge, and they could be judged by every one of you guys. But here's the thing, though: <clears throat> you're pushing them to be to be in that position. It's not the protesters and stuff. It could be one of you who actually made it. You made to push them. If you can listen, if you go out there and listen to to the protesters. Nothing would have happened. And of course, why not? Why why we stop here with protests when there's discrimination? There's so many arrest stories going on today. I don't know. Hong Kong Custom condemned the unfounded rumors over planting of evidence on a South Asian man. Why? Why do they have to what do they do to you guys? That they had to that they had to face this. Hong Kong Customs and Excise an excise department has condemned unfounded rumors about its officer planting evidence on a South Asian man doing an anti-counterfeit goods operation. The remarks came after an online posting alleged an undercover customs staff asked an Indian man to sign a sign for a parcel before arresting him. In a statement issued on Saturday, the department rejected accusations that some officers tried to incriminate an ethnic minority man by fabricating evidence during an operation on Friday. According to the department, customs staff seized about five suspect fake handbags with an estimate market value of $2,000 at a logistic company based in Kwaichum. The officers then launched a surveillance operation on a parcel delivery and apprehended a 34-year-old man who received the goods. A total of 89 suspect counterfeit items including handbags, wallets, and watches deemed to worth about $40,000 were confiscated at the scene of the arrest, the department said. The Customs stressed that, stresses that all operations were conducted with fairness, impartiality, and professionalism based on f- facts and evidence, the statement read. The department denounced any such irresponsible remarks regarding the allegation of the so-called planting of evidence by a custom base on social media platform. It's like, can they even leave them alone anyway? The custom and excise pro- uh, department confirmed with Hong Kong Free Press that the suspect has been granted bail. The, the censure from the law enforcement came after assessment shared after a set anethens named a share video which appeared to show custom officers arresting a South Asian man and Sam and Sam Shui Paul. The Instagram user named is Asmat Caravan claimed he witnessed how the government law enforcement agency framed an ethnic minority youth. 
According to the Post, the witness saw an undercover agent who carried who's carrying a cardboard box approach an individual man who won't describe an Indian youth asked him to sign for the items. When they said the man that reportedly named Ashok, Ashok Kumar responded by saying the goods does not belong to him and he said he does not want to receive the parcel, but he eventually signed for the box after the parcel holder kept asking for his signature. Shortly after, a group of custom police officers Custom officers emerged and arrested the man, according to the witness. In a nine-minute video, a group of plain coach police officers who said they were from a custom department appeared to surround the African minority man next to a minivan in Pejo Street. They asked, the, they asked the man if he understood Cantonese and how long he has been in Hong Kong, to which the man replied, he understood the language and has been in the city for almost 17 years. Yeah, he's been in there longer than you guys, actually. The officers told people at the scene not to interrupt the operation and asked the witness to stop filming. The custom is conducting an operation, nothing special, an officer said. And custom staffer asked the man in custody if the good belonged to him and whether was his signature parcel was on the parcel concerned. The man probably shook his hand and said, no. It is yours, right? At one of the custom officers asked. The man was eventually led away in handcuffs escorted into a minivan a few blocks away. The witness, the witness asked which police which police station the van was heading to and what offenses the man was arrested under, but no officers responded. The video did not show alleged misconduct of um, custom officers. Tonight, I witnessed a great injustice. This is the first time I witnessed this kind of atrocity. Is, is, this, how the in, is this how custom enforcement used to be? Do they pick, up, pick on the weakest and the most defenseless people? It is absolutely disgusting to post read. The in a separate post on Sunday, the original poster said Kumar was was granted bail and had returned home. Responded to the responding to the custom department's criticism, witness asked the department to confirm whether Kumar had refused to sign for the goods and whether the pack whether the package delivery man, one the witness suggested to be another cover officer, had pestered Kumar into to giving his signature. They pressed charges on him, and in an earlier version, and Ronis de- described the, sub- the suspect as a South Asian, as opposed to South Southeast Asian, as opposed to South Asian. It's like these. It's like there's some people in Hong Kong would definitely say they pay lip service, saying, "Oh, let's just help the ethnic minorities out. Let's just help them out." But not many people do anything about it. Not even the le- not even the legislators said anything about it. Not only just the legislature, but also Dominic Lee of the uh, of the New People's pa- New People's Party, who's basic, who's basically all he says, all he said, oh, let's just withdraw their visa. Now here's the thing: who's the most people who came here? India. So what's the point of removing them for what? It sounds stupid already. It's like every probation wants to say something, and they don't want they they are they already know they're gonna lose the debate anyway. And we're gonna keep reading these because if it's on the title, we are we are gonna read it if I can find it. <laughs> if I can find the news, for God's sake, I feel like I'm I'm about to screw myself. Anyway, there you go. I don't know if we, we did this pop. I don't know if we did this news. Um. A while back, but we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway. Oh yeah, the fifteenth is on Saturday. Anyway.
So right now, the truth is subversive, at least to the Hong Kong, to the Hong Kong government. Everything you say is gonna be subversive. You, literally, everything has to be subversive. When when Hong Kong National Police knocked knock on his knock on the door on his door before dawn last month, journalist Ronson Chen was unsurprised but still found himself shaking. China's crackdown on dissent has silenced or even jailed most Hong Kong's democracy activists. Has now begun to focus on the press now. China knew he was a target of both as both the chair of the Journalist Association and the editor of the independent crowdfunding out- online outlet Stan News. I was mentally prepared, he told AFP, but when they showed me the search warrant, I was trembling. Chen used his phone to livestream his interaction with officers until they ordered him to stop. It was a little bit of reporting, reporting Stan News did. The, out- the outlet shuttered later that day after authorities froze the company's assets using the national security Using a national security law and arrest seven of its staff for publishing seditious, uh, seditious content. Two of the employees have been has been charged and reprimanded in custody. China has no idea if he will be joining them. Are we next? Is something a local news outlet, an increasingly inter- international one? While asking the city was once a regional bastion of media free- freedom in a tough neighborhood. Journalists are supposed to speak the truth to power. Lok Wang Choi, a former journalism lecturer at the Chinese University at the Chinese University of Hong Kong and now in ne- in the Netherlands, told AFP. And right now, truth is truth is subversive in Hong Kong. Mainland women remains one of the most oppressive places world for journalists, with local media controlled by the state and foreign reporters heavily restricted. But the business friendly form. Former British colony of Hong Kong thrived with Media Hub even after the 1997 handover. The local local press court were renowned for their intense, their tenacity, writing headlines and scrutinizing officials in ways they're imaginable in mainland China. In, to, in 2000, embracing questions from a, a Hong Kong reporter to then President Zhang Z, to Chinese to the then Chinese leader Zhang Zemin. Famously sparked a tirade. Yeah, you've seen that video before. Wherever you, wherever you go, you always run faster than. And I screwed myself up. Whenever, wherever you go, you always run faster than Western journalists. Don't. I'm, I'm the Hong Kong press pack, calling them too simple, sometimes naive. This became it became a living meme in Hong Kong. The phrase "run fast" became a badge of honor amongst reports, but the sign of of demise was always there, and Hong Kong's media landscape became constantly less free. Reporters without border published in their annual annual freedom first press freedom freedom table in two thousand two. Hong Kong was ranked eighteenth last year. It was ranked it was eightieth. Was the eightieth? And last month has been has been seen unprecedented. <laughs> Changes first to fall was Apple Daily, a pugnacious and popular tabloid that embraces the city's 2019 democracy protests, and was openly loathed by the Chinese by the Chinese leadership. Using national security law that Beijing imposed on Hong Kong after those protests, police froze Apple Daily's assets and charged senior executives, including owner Jamie Lai, with security charges. 
said news was was next, and a week after that, since the news, a similar online outlet founded by the veteran by veteran reporters also closed, saying they would no longer feel safe to work. Press freedom has diminishing over a number of years, but since 2020, especially, has been terrible change. Yuan Chao, Yuan Chen, a veteran Hong Kong journalist who now teaches at the London London City University, told AFP. Hong Kong leader, of course, Chief Executive Ke- Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam had repeatedly rejected allegations of stifling press freedom after authorities are following after saying authorities are following the law. After Stan and Citizen News shutters, she said Western uh, Western nations had national security laws that are far more draconian, but she has no explanation of where such laws and had ever been deployed against the press. One former editor at the independent news media and in media in media said there was an unprecedented climate of fear in the industry. It's hard to evaluate risk, they said remaining asking to remain anonymous. So far the international media had not tar- has been not targeted by the national security law, but Hong but Hong Kong government had grown increasingly critical of the coverage it dislikes. Many major outlets still have Asian headquarters in Hong Kong, including AFP, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, CNN, The Economist, and The Financial Times. Since November, Hong Kong officials have published 13 letters to foreign, foreign media outlets, including in English, French, Spanish, and Dutch, over a editorial the government dislikes. Letters to Wall Street Journal and Wall Street Journal and Britain's Sunday Times had warned that the coverage may have broken Hong Kong laws. What does that even supposed to mean? In November, Hong Kong also refused to renew the visas of Australian correspondent from The Economist, the fourth foreign journalist to be forced out by visa denials since 2018. Stan, New- Stan News Channel said he hoped foreign correspondents would stay and continue observing developments in Hong Kong, but warned them not to underestimate how far sorties will go. People used to think Apple Day would never close. It had 25 years of history and more than a thousand employees, he said. But it closed all the same. <laughs> Why would I be a shock? Why would I be a shock? But it's actually shocked when you heard the news about Apple Day being shut down. Of course, it was a shock because we knew that it would be closed anyway. They wouldn't be closed because they've been there for 25 years. If, if they would have made up, they would have been 27, 26, 27 years. It would have been, been wow, they've been there for years. And then after security law didn't pass, of course. I wish it never did. And I didn't want it to be passed. It passed anyway, like it, like if the Communist Party cares. So of, cor- so, of course, to media Hong Kong people, so to journalists in Hong Kong, make sure you guys are staying safe. Make sure you guys... Are continuing to report true news, not fake news. <laughs> not fake news that the comms party gave you. Something that you could do it yourself without them telling you anything. And that's it for today. If you guys enjoying hearing this podcast, make sure to continue tuning in for every Friday and Monday. This is Team Carol Meyer Radio signing out. <laughs> At host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday.
and host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.